0: Hi, I'm Lorne Young, and I want to welcome you to Discovery Church's podcast. Discovery Church is a community of people who are seeking truth and finding purpose. We welcome you to jump over to our website online and check us out at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's jump into this week's message. It's crazy to think that 2018 is almost done, and 2019 is really close. And, And I don't know if it's because of our... Our our uh, uh, technology or TVs, but every song that I think about, every time Christmas comes around, the song that comes to my head all the time is "So This Is Christmas." And what have you done? Thanks, World Vision. If you've ever seen the commercials, and I, and I don't know about you, but I'm that I, I love the idea of sponsoring children uh, that that don't have even a Christmas gift or even maybe a family and, and this, this year. And, but when I think about that song, this, this negativity of like, man, I haven't done much in 2018 to really make, like really make 2018 seem like a good year. And I'm like, man, 2019 come, but I want to give us some reassurance uh, as, as a church this morning that, you know what, 2018 has been a pretty darn good year that actually 2018 has been the first full year that we've actually been established as a church, which is pretty, that's, that's amazing. Um, in the world of most, lots of church plants and lots of churches that start actually close their doors before a year even comes. Um, so we're celebrating our second Christmas season, which um, is a huge obstacle for us to get and a huge goal for us to get to. So congratulations. But in that, in the last year, since January 01 of last year, to today, we've actually recorded, the seen fifty-five people give their lives to Christ. Which um, that's why we started Discovery Church, so people would have the opportunity to discover faith. So that's that's in that year. But this is this is the one really cool uh, thing. As I was doing the math this this week, trying to, in, in preparation for this message, is that we've actually seen um, and 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 um, seen and been a part of. 10,000 man hours to make church happen in the past year that's a lot. That is a lot. That's 10,000 man hours. That's, that's our dream team. You've been, you've been crushing it. So again, I can never say enough about our dream team of people that make Discovery Church happen. But all together as our dream team, we've given over 10,000 hours into making church happen from week after week on a Sunday to leading groups to, to having activities and to pack parties. It is incredible to be a part of something. So, so 2018, I don't know what, I always think that I could do more but also we wanna make sure that we that we take a time to also look at what we have done and what God has done in and through us. So we are excited for that. But what I do know is that we can't stay here. And I, I said this even on our one year party, our celebration, is that we can't stay here, that even though 2018 has been an amazing year, we believe that 2019 is going to be even a greater year. And not that, that what we did in 2018 is not important and not good, it's just that 2019 is going to be bigger and greater, and we're going to reach more people, and we're going to make an impact in our city and our country in ways that we've never did before. And one of the greatest ways I think that we can make an impact in 2019 is to continue to invite People to church, invite people into relationships, invite people into a, a a place in our lives that actually says that we love you. So um, you would have actually found new invite cards on your on your chairs this morning. This time of year is the number one time of year that people uh, reengage with church and reengage with. Uh, religion even though we're about relationship and not religion but lots of our friends look at what we do as religion but we know that uh what we're about is not religion it's about relationship so we want to welcome people into that you'll find a new invite i encourage you in this season as as um as the New Year is up on us, people are setting New Year's goals and New Year's resolutions and, and, and New Year's activities and rearranging their time and their schedule and their finances and their mortgages and all the stuff that comes with sometimes in the New Year. Is that why don't you take that, uh, that invite and invite a friend? Christmas break is on us. And if you're a student, congratulations, you get to sleep in a little bit and play video games. And I remember being a student, I, I, do, I, I do remember being a student, and I'm not that old yet, but I remember at, in high school and Christmas break would come around and I would be so excited. I get to sleep in a little bit. I, I would receive some gifts from the Christmas wish book, which we've heard about last week. If you weren't here last week, check out the podcast online. But we, we, we would get gifts from, from the Christmas wish book and then we would play pond hockey for hours, literally, I would wake up in the morning. I would strap on my skates because I lived at the end of this rural town, and literally the the roads were ice. So we would skate on the roads to the ocean, and we would skate on the ocean to to six kilometers away to play hockey all day long. We would eat snow for lunch, and uh, we would just and I would come back. It's true, I would do that. My parents were like, "Where are you?" We would never do that now. You would never let your kid go away for like 12 hours in a day and be like, where are they? You like texting them, Instagram, and most people would be home playing video games anyway. But I remember what it was like playing pond hockey for hours. And today we're going to conclude our upside down Christmas. The, the reason that we gather together. The reason that we even have the hope of a future is because of what Jesus done. And the reason, not to, uh, to play it on words, it's been used a lot, but the reason for the season is Jesus. And as I explore Jesus a whole lot more, I, I come to start to realize that a lot of what he said and how he acted and some of the things that he'd done seemed a little upside down to me as, a, as an individual a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the people that he, that he uh, chose as his disciples. Kind of like, man, chose fishermen and tax collectors. Last week, we looked at some of the miracles that Jesus did and performed. We're kind of like, well, why did he do that? And the more that I explore Jesus, the more I realize that there's, there's some things that I think that he was teaching us about himself and about the way to carry ourselves that can change our lives bring peace to our world and give us a hope for a future and today in just a moment our team is going to sing sing another song but today we actually want to look at the birth of Jesus and look at two things that happen in the birth of Jesus that in my opinion seems so odd So different, but I think as we look at these two things today that we can bring some truth out of it that can radically change our lives as we springboard into 2019. Your gospel is peace. God, as we jump right into our last message in Upside Down Christmas, when you came to earth, I think that people thought that the Messiah... The king of kings would come and they would he would just destroy everything to start a new world. But you came to bring a gospel of peace. God, as we look into your birth a little bit more this morning, would you help us find some truth that can radically change our lives as we launch into 2019? In your name, amen. You guys can be seated again. Man, it's great to be together at Discovery Church for the last time in 2018 just that's that's my announcement that actually we don't have church next week so uh, you can sleep in find church online somewhere go to church uh, with me you can call me and say hey where are you going to church and you can come with me and my family if you want uh, we may be staying home no we're going somewhere we're just not sure yet So, um, and there's no Christmas Eve service tomorrow. So welcome to Christmas Eve in our context of being portable because the school is not available to us. Um, So... Two things that I think that we can take out of the birth of Jesus that seems a little upside down that little seems a little odd, but today I, I believe that we're go, is going to bring some truth and some some hope as we step into two thousand and nineteen and the first one is this: the first one is that he was born of a virgin, and I, I think that most of us, if any of us know the story of Jesus, you probably know of Virgin Mary and if you come from a Catholic background, you might know that because um, Maybe you, you pray to, to Mary to access Jesus. And, 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 but today, I want to help us understand a little how odd this is. To become pregnant, there's one way. Especially 2,000 years ago, there was one way to become pregnant. And that was through sexual intercourse. And I, I can only imagine what was going through Mary's head and mind when an angel and said, you're going to become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. What? There's only one person in all of history who's has been pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now, we have, we have the, the privilege of being able to read through the Christmas story and read beyond it and before it, and we can, we can kind of, we, we start believing it. But can you imagine, before Matthew or Mark or Luke or John was even written, Mary became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Can you, can you imagine trying to tell your friends and your family that I'm pregnant but by the Holy Spirit. Do you, that, that would be pretty odd. I, I remember being in high school, and uh, hopefully this doesn't offend anybody. Um, this is a great way to start off a conversation, isn't it? Don't, hopefully this doesn't. No, um, I remember there was, a, there was a girl that got pregnant, and she tried to convince everybody that it, because she sat on the toilet seat and there was pee left on the toilet seat. And I'm like, no, that doesn't happen. Th- that's impossible. That's, that's not, not. it doesn't happen that way. And, but can you imagine what Mary would have been like? Uh, because she couldn't hide that she was being pregnant, okay? She was pregnant. And I can only imagine what their friends were thinking or even saying, here comes Mary, the one that is pregnant by the, by the Holy, Holy Spirit. Do you, do you believe that she's trying to tell us that? And then even in, in the context of Mary, she would have been, she, she became pregnant outside of marriage, which would have had her completely disowned. And then in the context of being pregnant and not being Joseph's baby, who she was engaged to be married, now Joseph had the right to actually have Mary stoned to death. And I, I read this, this story of, of Mary being a virgin and being And Jesus coming through a virgin, it seems just so odd that I I know a God that can do all things. I know that this is possible in God, but why why would God not just make Jesus appear? This is the same God that that breathed life into dust and mud to create Adam and, and Eve in the beginning. Why couldn't he do the same to Jesus? There, here's a God that's sending Jesus to the world to, to, to grow up as a, as a baby into a kid into a man to give his life for us. But why, I don't understand why God would already set Jesus up in a place and Mary and Joseph up in a place where there was things, there was obstacles already stacked up against them as a family because Jesus was born out of wedlock. I don't know why God would do that. And as I started praying a little bit more about what's what's so odd, what's so upside down about this, I I started thinking about, well, what what context does that have for our lives? Can you imagine even Jesus' friends? Okay, not everybody believed or knew that Jesus was the Son of God. And Jesus didn't go around proclaiming that he was all the time, especially as a teenager, as a kid. Can Can you imagine what... Um, what your friends would say? Here comes Jesus. He was born from Mary. Remember that story. Meanwhile, they knew it was true. And I would, I, I would almost think that there was this, there was this negative thinking around Jesus's life as he grew up, being like, oh. He was born outside of wedlock. Mary and Joseph are not telling us, but it's impossible. I sort of reflect on this account and look at our lives. And I just kept coming back to this phrase that I've heard many times that our past doesn't dictate our futures. And that, that Jesus didn't have a bad past, but you know what? Some of our past are not, are, might be colorful, or some of our pasts might not even be exposed, and you might know some of your past. But the thing is, is that, do you think Jesus' life was easy because, because he was born of a virgin? His life probably wasn't easy, but he had a plan. God had a plan for his life to be the savior of the world, that no matter what you've done in your past, it doesn't dictate your future. no matter what people say about you today, it doesn't determine your direction for tomorrow. That God had a plan for Jesus, he has a plan for you. He has a plan for us. The second thing, that I find so upside down, so odd about the story of Jesus coming to earth as a baby is that when they journeyed to Bethlehem, they knocked on doors and said, hey, is there room? Is there room in the inn? Is there room? And every place Joseph and Mary asked for a room, there was no room. It, it reads like this in, in Luke 2, 6. It says, And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly, wrapped him snugly in strips of clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Have you ever been on vacation? or you did an extended road trip, and you said, well, I'm going to drive, let's, let's, I'm going to drive to New York. So four of your friends get in a car, driving to New York, and say, we might drive eight hours, or we might drive 10, or we might drive six, however long we can drive for today. And you never planned on doing, you never planned your trip out well enough, and you said, we'll just stop at any town as we go, and stop for a hotel. And you get about 12 hours in and you come to some random town in, in the northern states and you come in and you go into your first hotel and there's no room because you find out that there's a random conference or some festival that's happening and thousands of people from all over the world now are in this little small town and you go to the next hotel and the next hotel and the next hotel and you knock and you, and you ask if there's any room there's no room. And and maybe maybe a little bit worse, maybe you have... Um, some family past, not necessarily issues, but some nightmares. Maybe you trusted your dad to make arrangements for your hotel and you got to your hotel and, oh, yeah, yeah, honey, honey, kids, we will just stop anywhere and we'll get a hotel. And you get to that hotel and there's no room. And as a kid, you're like, Dad, this is not good. This is not okay. We got, you mean, we got to sleep in the car? We're, we're, we got to sleep on the street tonight. And I kind of picture that this is what was probably going through Mary and Joseph's mind. It's was like, well, where are we going to be? Dad, why couldn't you just call ahead and book a hotel when you seen that we were, we were going to be three hours time? Why couldn't you book a hotel last week or why can we plan this, this, uh, this trip better? Now, I know that Joseph didn't have access to a cell phone. But I see, it feels a little weird to me that God, who who can impregnate by the Holy Spirit, Mary, that he didn't have it arranged that the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Messiah, to have a place... To be able to be born, God could, could have spoken to existence a room. He could have he could have had an angel sent to the innkeeper and said, "No, you have to keep a room because somebody is coming that needs it." But it didn't happen that way, and I find it so so weird that that Jesus would or that God would not have set up a place for Jesus to be born. And then we if we continue reading the story, we see that the innkeeper is like, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We've seen it on the video, right? It's like, wait, there's there's a place, there's a there's a stable out back. If you go go that way, there's a stable. I have you ever comprehended and thought about Jesus, the one that changed our lives, that changes our world, that changes, that made me come from death into life was born where cows and sheep ate. Was born in a place that there was probably hundreds of diseases. The Mary was to give birth to a child as sheep ate hay next to her. It seems so odd to me, so upside down, that God would send his son to be born in a stable. It was smelly. It was stinky. It was full of diseases. We believe that a relationship with Jesus is one of the most important things. It is the most important thing that we can discover. Our desire as a, as a church is for the, that the people of Edmonton to be given an opportunity to discover a life-changing relationship with Jesus that helps them discover their purpose. We believe that that church should add value to everyone's life no matter where you are on your faith journey. We, want, we, we believe that church should be an experience that you can invite people to no matter what uh, and no matter how good of a relationship you have with them. We were in a, Jackson and I were in a restaurant uh, Thursday night and we invited our, our waiter and we believe that church should be an opportunity for us to be able to invite people to come and hear the good news of the gospel. Not so we can be the biggest church in our city or our country or our world, But we believe that church can be the opportunity where people step into the purpose that God created them for. But as I was praying about this particular encounter in the Christmas story, I started to realize that man, I've invited hundreds of people in the last year to come to Discovery Church and I'm sure you've invited lots as well. And some have come and some have not. And as, as I reflected upon this story, a truth that I want us to grasp this morning is that there are people that we encounter that haven't made room for Jesus yet in their lives. But that doesn't mean that we stop knocking and stop asking and stop telling people about what Jesus has done in our lives. Because eventually we're going to get to a place and say, well, there's no room here, but maybe down here there's room. And I also want us to grasp that, there, that there's nobody that God is not in pursuit of. We would maybe want Jesus to come in the lives of our, of our husbands and our, and our wives and our kids. And, and eventually, eventually the, the, I believe that everybody that we encounter will come to know Jesus through, through a relationship with us. If we would invest and invite and, and be willing to invite them into a relationship with us, that they can see Jesus active in our lives. I believe that everybody is in search of truth. But not everybody is prepared today to create room in their lives. But as we keep inviting and we keep investing and we keep displaying the love of Jesus, that we will find people and we will find opportunities to create space in people's lives for Jesus to dwell. So this Christmas season, would we be willing To create room in our lives. If Jesus came knocking on our door today, which he is, if he came knocking on the door of our hearts and our lives, would we say there's no room? Or would we move a few things around in our lives to create room for Jesus? I'm gonna call the worship team back up. We have an opportunity at the end of this 2018 to take some time, in my opinion, to rearrange our lives a little bit, to create some room. Maybe you're here this morning, you've never made a commitment to Jesus before. You never thought that you had room for Jesus. And I believe that if you just speak it and say, God, Help me create room. I need Jesus in my life. I'm a messed up individual, but I'm, I, I can be saved by grace. That God will help you create room in this upside down world, in, in this, this, this world that seems so against anything about Christianity. I believe that God's asking us to create room in our lives for Jesus to move because there's thousands of people that are waiting to see us with Jesus actively moving in our lives before they give Jesus a chance. So would you stand with us this morning? I'm gonna pray. The team is gonna lead us in a song. And if you're here today and you have given your life to Christ, I, 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 ask, I ask you that you would Praying that you would worship throughout this song and you say, God, help me create more room for you in my life. If you're here today and you've never made that decision before, I believe that this moment can be the moment that you make that decision. So as we're singing the songs, you can say in your heart, God, help me uh, serve you. God, my life is, is not what it should be. Would you help me create room for Jesus in my life? God, in this very moment, would you help us find room in our lives? for you. Would you help us clear away the mess? Would you help us get rid of the cobwebs and, and, and move some furniture around and open up rooms in our lives that you've never been in before for us to create more room as we step out of 2018 into 2019? God, would, would a baby that had obstacles set up against them, God, would we understand that our past doesn't define our future? God, today in this Christmas season, when the world seems so chaotic around us and, and, and peace seems so far away from anything, that God, would today be a day where we would get back to the root of it all and realize that a baby that came 2,000 years ago could bring peace, could bring joy, could bring hope, could bring love, could bring purpose like we've never understood before. So God, today, would we try something upside down? And would we give more of our lives to you? God, we pray that this 2019 would be the greatest year corporately for Discovery Church, but also the greatest year for your children, for us as sons and daughters. Would we find our our space in our rooms and our houses to worship you and to get deeper with you? In your name. give you the praise this morning. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's podcast. Feel free to like or share it on social media. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes to be sure to never miss a recording. If this ministry has impacted your life in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please share your story with us by sending us an email at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca. Have a fantastic day.